0: Hi everybody, welcome to our bonus podcast for this week. I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. And we are going to be talking about a little trip we've made up north in this past weekend. No surprises to anyone who's been following our social media, but we we did go on a little journey up to Manchester last weekend, didn't we? We did. We, did, we, did. Uh, we weren't just camping as we talked about on last week's podcast. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on YouTube there ain't there are no video version of this unfortunately this is an audio only podcast and I'm sorry for anybody that was um, looking out with this and, and hoping to see a load of pictures and videos and everything like that to go along with it, it we, we just didn't get many did we and, I wasn't
1: very good about
0: no 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 I'm I, sure I, 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 I wouldn't say it was that I, I've
1: I, got some footage you just
0: there is some footage just a lot of it is kind of like walking along things and
1: well, it, it, it's,
0: it's not particularly the most interesting of footage but hopefully it'll still be interesting to to hear about and the main reason for our trip was to go and see Sue Devaney on stage and and there weren't we weren't really allowed to or we didn't think it felt right to be taking no. loads of footage and pictures there anyway and that, that's what everyone wants to see you okay. have to use your imagination
1: tell us what we did
0: I, I know what we. I don't. I don't roll your eyes. I'm just. I'm just you don't, you setting do people's this every expectations. Time. You do
1: this every time.
0: What? What and do I do? I undermine
1: everything by saying it's. This is going to really be the
0: best episode of this podcast ever, everybody, because we're going to be raving about this. But this is basically a tarted up play review with a few extra things that we did. We're going to visit some Cory filming locations as well, some of which we've not even talked about on social media yet. So this was a play. Partly written by Sue Devaney and also her mate Jason Yates called Didn't You Used To Be Somebody? And uh, we talked about this um, when it was announced a couple of months ago on the podcast and we kind of just got got the urge to go, didn't we? We thought... It's the first weekend of September. I'll have just had my first uh, week back at school. Why don't we treat ourselves to a nice weekend away? And you know what? I'm glad we did.
1: Well, it's because it was Sue Devaney. We were like, we want to see her. We both
0: very much do like Sue Devaney I've and very appreciative of her, her back anything except Corrie. Well, no, I have Well, no, but... I mean,
1: she's been in other things we have seen. Yes. Um, but since she's been in Corrie, I mean, we'd never seen her live perform. So we wanted no. to go and see oh. this.
0: And the, the way we're going to kind of run this episode is tell you a little bit about what what this play is, then we'll scroll back a bit and and go about the the journey to is get. Is it a in play there.
1: or is it a one woman show?
0: It's a big old monologue, isn't it? With with acting and and well,
1: this was a workshop. I don't know, I'm
0: not I'm not very theatrical. I don't know what the exact.
1: They were workshopping this this concept. They come up with a series of vignettes and scenes. They put them vignettes, together to make this performance that they they put on for us. Um, they they're trying to develop it into something different they wanted feedback so they put this on and um we went along to watch it and um it was very good it was, it was like you said it's called cool. didn't you used to be somebody it was commissioned for recoverist month um there's uh by portraits of recovery and it was developed in partnership with home which is the location where it's performed so home is a um a venue in in manchester city center it's got a restaurant it's got a cafe it's got bar, it's got a theatre, it's got a gallery and this was performed in the gallery. Um, and it was part of Recoverist Month, which is the first time they've ever run this in, in Manchester. It's going to yeah, be an annual thing.
0: There's, I, I believe there's like a recovery month in, in like the US, maybe. But Recoverist Month, which is supposed to stand for Recovery and Activist, because it's quite like, yeah, let's, cool. let's prove that people can recover from some of these addictions. And the whole idea of it was to spread the word and raise awareness of the fact that addiction isn't just... An end. It, it's something that you can get through, and it's to kind of lift people's spirits and and get people or talking tell about stories it. Stories
1: about people who yeah. have recovered and give them hope and uh, something to aspire to. Talking about the fears and dreams and hopes of people in Greater Manchester and the people and the reco- um and the communities who are working to recover from addiction. And this yeah, addiction for this Recoverus month is a big umbrella. Um, and under it uh, are things such as drugs, alcohol, gambling, but also food, Um, anything you can think of, you could be addicted to in a negative way. Oh, negative, that's okay. Yeah, it comes under this, and it, it... is um, founded by Mark Press in 2011. Yeah, his,
0: his organisation is called of Portraits recovery. of Recovery, exactly. And so this Recoverist Month is just getting Portraits of Recovery to organise a load of events over the month of September in Manchester. Yeah, and, um, so there's it's the performances, first time done it.
1: events, commissions, and it is directly supporting voices of people who have lived through this experience. And talking about uh, trying to promote this conversation of having recovery being a lifestyle, not... Um, not an end point or or an impossible dream but something that you just kind of is is a sort of a partner in your life as you as you go on mm. and um we uh bought tickets for this it was a pay as you feel even though even then it was
0: like you could you could pay 2 pounds 5 pounds 10 pounds or whatever you we, wanted we paid
1: whatever the highest band was plus some we donated a bit a more because it felt like a bit like I mean, felt, we could be cheeky, but I think we could. Uh, it,
0: it was well worth the price. Of well, it was, well, it was it wasn't expensive
1: that. for um, the highest band, was no, it? So so,
0: we, so, so this play was written by Sue and, and Jason, and, well, and I, yeah,
1: I, it was developed.
0: They yeah by, co developed together, and
1: um, mm-hmm. like it was kind of like a peek into. A development process wasn't it That mm-hmm. they, they certainly didn't present this as a finished product for everybody no. and um, the, as they performed it the people in you know there was lots of different people in the audience there were people who have felt this on a very deep level there were people who were um, at a very advanced stage in recovery, there are people who uh, maybe were in denial about whether they needed recovery or not. There were people who hadn't really thought about it, but suddenly felt touched by what they saw. There were people who were in the industry who were there to support Sue. There, there was there were us. There were us. Whatever we did, there. <laughs> we were sitting there, and yeah, I mean, um, it was quite a lot of people in there. Can
0: but we? Can we get? Talk yeah, about we get that. there later. So ba- that's that's the main reason that we went. Yeah. Um, but there were lots of other bonuses for us there as well. For example, our lovely camping trip. Know if you were listening to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you remember that we went camping. Um, was it? It was only two weeks ago, wasn't it? And we got absolutely rained and drowned out. And we had a leaky tent and Not everything. Was it? It was it? Was it? Yeah, two and a half weeks ago. We had a different tent this time. It was very small. It was like a TP tent we take up there, wasn't it? But I don't it was know. completely waterproof. We tested it beforehand. Um, and but it didn't really rain. It rained a little bit. But we, we were, you know, in the middle of a massive heat wave. I think we're coming to the end of it now in the UK luckily for Gemma and uh, we just thought it'd be a nice you know and it's like this tent takes eight minutes to put up we thought we'd give it a go so basically Friday after school Gemma uh, Gemma I was taken into school by someone else Gemma had the car all day spent most of the day getting ready didn't you tidying the house and stuff and then and then we had a packing yeah and then we had how long was it like three and a half four hour drive up to where did we park
1: we parked so
0: camp I mean Cheshire no not Cheshire no Staffordshire
1: my plan okay and you you didn't know this was my plan Last time secret? we went camping, we camped in Pluckley, which is Southampton, uh, Southampton which is England's most haunted village. Yes. This time we parked, we, we camped near Cannock Chase, which is England's most haunted town. Right. <laughs> that's why I had that book called Ghost of Cannock oh, Chase. <laughs> but we didn't go there. We didn't actually go anywhere didn't near it. Well, we were kind of near about. it in the end, but not as near as I thought it would be. So maybe that's why there were so many scary noises at night.
0: Could be, Mechanic could be. Canic chase, full yeah. of black-eyed children. It was flipping scary getting there, because we we were, you know, we, we left straight after school, but it was a long drive for us, and as we were getting close, there was a beautiful sunset on the horizon. <laughs> we, we need to get there on time. Because obviously, once you, we're gonna be put when in you're camping, camp tent up in the dark. you've got to
1: put everything out, and we didn't want to, number one, we didn't, we didn't want to not be able to see what we were doing, and number two, didn't want to disturb everybody else, and number three, we had a window, where we had to arrive before 9pm, Mm. because that was when they saw the cut off point of them accepting people coming in. And I didn't want to go over that. So we were sort of getting to like nine o'clock and we were nearly there. We
0: couldn't find it. Couldn't
1: find it anywhere. I
0: was driving. Gemma was navigating.
1: I was panicking. Getting a
0: little bit panicky.
1: Freaking out! I yeah. was looking at the map. I couldn't find it. It was supposed to be on this road. The, this was the longest road in England, and it that and it wasn't lucky. like a logical road at all. It was like just a, a line that somebody drew with their finger across
0: across the countryside. The entire, yeah,
1: and and it had junctions where you went left, right, up, down. There was, it wasn't a normal road, <laughs>
0: and there was there were potholes. It was it was a country at road. One point, there was trees growing over bits. That the, like the Stephen parts King. it got narrower that. and narrower. It really did. We we were proper out in the sticks, and oh, we yeah I'm wondering whether we'd actually ever find the way we were aiming for at
1: one point it was literally just a a dark path it didn't even look like a road it looked like no a signs anywhere footpath with hedges and trees growing down and you couldn't you couldn't drive more than five miles an hour because you wrecked the suspension mm. so but we found it we in found the we found it in the end
0: phoned up the farmer because it was a it was basically a driveway into a farm wasn't it there were a couple of other um, campers there you had to phone him up and he was like oh well it's a bit dark now, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's yes, a bit
1: bloody dark. We, we
0: didn't plan this, so well,
1: we, t- we did. Pl- we d- look.
0: Well, no, we didn't plan to arrive How after dark. How quickly
1: can you get from Southampton to somewhere that's four hours away? Mm. It takes you four it takes hours. You four hours.
0: Yeah, we didn't. We barely even stopped, did we? I emailed were, him immediately
1: bu- after we booked it to tell him when we would get there, and he didn't. He like he texted me the day before, going, "When are you getting it?" I was like. When we I said we'd you. get there
0: between 8 and 9 and it eventually was about 8.15 wasn't it but it was very dark
1: no it was about half 8
0: oh was it okay so we, we got in we, <laughs> we, we we somehow managed to find our pitch you went out and shone around in the dark yeah you, you told us yeah. what
1: the number was we, we put like... the,
0: stu- the the tent it was only a small one like I say it only took about 8 eight to 10 minutes to put up and um, there were midges all over it the place it
1: was awful I've never been anywhere infested. like this so because it was dark
0: <laughs> we'll we get to the curry stuff. soon I promise I had
1: a lamp- headlamp on and obviously as soon as I put my Headlamp on all of the midges went, That's cool, I love that headlamp, and started flying in my face. Yeah, so as I was walking around trying to, trying to hammer in these, <laughs> these um, tent pegs, I was getting mouthful, I got a mouthful of uh, of flies at one point, yeah, and um, yeah, it, it didn't take very long, but it was just really nerve wracking.
0: Mm. Eventually, I mean, we 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 got our chairs out, we had a sit, I did my curry emojis for the next day because I still wanted to get those out on Saturday. Luckily morning,
1: I you? was I didn't plan anything elaborate for, no. for dinner. We had some sandwiches We'd from some sandwiches Manger, from the service, And say, uh yeah. it was
0: Anyway, it was, a, it was a pleasant evening. I slept. It rained a bit overnight. Oh, and, that was um, fantastic. And, and we, we got off the next morning. It was cold
1: for the first time in ages.
0: Yeah. So that was okay. Saturday morning, the plan was we weren't going to go straight to Manchester, but stop off at Morley Tea Rooms on the way. And this is in Wilmslow. And it's Corrie Link is that it's owned by Emma Gleave, who's the wife of... Simon Gregson. <gasps> Place Steve right. McDonald on the street. So we'd heard about this a couple of months ago, maybe. Or maybe it was
1: Last year, because it's been open almost a year. Oh yeah,
0: it was in the press about a year ago, wasn't it? She took over it last October. It's basically it was like a converted shack kind of thing that's on the side of a, a nursery. Me, it's not a shack.
1: It's well, like a bijou little summer. It's house. lovely,
0: it's lovely. Sorry, that, that maybe sounds meant to sound not as nice as it was. Beautiful
1: but. garlands of fat flowers and yeah, it's it's, it's very it pretty.
0: Very, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was Light in the and press bright. last year with, with saying, "Oh look, Simon Gregson's wife." And sometimes he's there as well. And we went along. You know, we weren't expecting to see Simon Gregson. We didn't. Spoiler alert! But um, we thought, well, it's a it's a Corrie link, isn't it? We'll put it on the map. Su- we'll support it. We put it on the, put it on the map and uh, we go got, somewhere
1: we can talk about, so we can put through expenses. Yeah,
0: we got there and they had the they had the car park and they they had. Um, like that it's bit, part of a um they had a they had special car parking spaces for everyone oh, and, and we did. saw simon gregson's wife's car park and later her car very swish i have to say yeah
1: so we and, knew um, it was her yeah. um it's in a nursery
0: mm. not a uh, baby not nursery
1: b- uh, sorry yeah when baby i say plant. nursery i'm always talking about plants <laughs> um yeah so so it wasn't it wasn't an extensive i uh, it was very it was, no,
0: but it was very busy. It felt like people went the there to go to the cafe the rather than to go to rather than to go and buy any anything for the garden. So
1: one of the main selling points of this place is the food is really great, and that Emma um, Simon's wife does uh, cook uh, bake a lot of the the cakes and the cheesecakes and things that are. on Yeah, the side I heard there. her
0: talking to one of the other customers saying, "Oh, I get up at six thirty every morning,"
1: or yeah. "I was up at six
0: thirty this morning." I don't know baking this. And it was it was really lovely stuff. I had a I was it was a pulled pork panini, mine, yeah. with with onions and cheese, and you had a full English breakfast, it as you like I have. was just
1: going to say, it was one of the best breakfasts I've had, and I am a bit of a connoisseur yes. of roast dinners and full English, is because I put my money where my mouth is when it comes to British cuisine. It is lush. If you think it's crap, it's because you've had bad ones. If you think that full English isn't good, you've never had a good one, and Emma makes... Um, At Morley Tea Rooms, one of the best. It oh, had don't. really delicious um, sausage. We ha- it had um, black pudding. There was a hash brown that was very delicious and crispy. The toast was beautiful. And it had lovely melted butter on it, bacon, yeah, my, my a really nicely prepared well. um, tomato. They they even cut the base off, which was uh, a very nice touch. I can't remember what else was on there apart from that, but it was absolutely delectable.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also had a slice of Biscoff cheesecake. You know, Biscoff is the flavour of the moment, isn't it? Yeah. I, you know, first it was salted caramel and now it, now everything is Biscoff. If you don't know is, what Biscoff it is, is, it's also
1: speculoos.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah Caramelised biscuit. But Yeah all very very nice you you spoke I, I didn't speak to Emma I, I went off to the loo at one point and you ended up talking well
1: she went y- you went off and she came over and uh Emma came over and she was uh, saying is everything alright and I said oh I, was, um, I do doing a podcast we came up for uh, say hello it was really good food
0: so she knew who she knew who we were she was, was like were, oh that's that's interesting. She didn't. Yeah, from what from what I hear, she Which didn't seem like. Who would
1: be impressed? Tell me what
0: you like about my husband's character well, on the Well, I told dream. him that wow. we'd
1: met him once. And oh, he yeah, went, you did. He went, hey, like that to us when we, we was going into the loo. she went, that sounds like yeah, Simon no, we, we
0: did see Simon Gregson going into a toilet once. I mean, that's what, what, a, what a line to lead with when you're talking to him. I wife. saw your
1: husband in a toilet. <laughs> Anyway, she was really friendly. The yeah. whole place was great. No, it's, it was it's, very hot. It's, I mean, it's was worth going. I mean,
0: don't go expecting to see Simon Gregson. Apparently he helps out occasionally, but not not very often. But if if you want to have an extra tangentially curry related stop on your trip, then then go ahead and go. Well, yeah, I
1: mean normally tea rooms, you know, they're okay. They're okay. The food is fine. But this is like one of the best tea rooms we've ever been to. And their their main meals are really good. They've got like club sandwiches, burgers, salad sandwiches, cakes. Um, They have the breakfast menu, which I think is pretty good. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can see. Yeah, they've got... um, Oh, they also do apparently a really nice smashed avocado on sourdough. All the paninis, toasties, uh, jack-up potatoes. You
0: tell Gemma likes that food. I do. <laughs> You'd
1: have to look at me to know that's true. And Highly also recommended. Soup. They had leek and potato soup on the menu. I don't know how many of those they would have sold on uh, one of the hottest days of the year. But um,
0: so you got Morley Tea Rooms for your breakfast I'll give e it Five out of five. Annie's for tea, and then that's your Coronation Street sorted. Oh, maybe a yeah, cafe at the, the experience as well. Wilmslow so is
1: bloody posh, though, isn't it? it
0: flipping posh it is. We it, the, the, the nearby town we drove through following our sat nav. was habit. like
1: I was as we were driving through. What was the? Were, fa-
0: there was a fancy car.
1: There were loads of fancy is
0: it a cars. Place or Oh yeah, there, there was yeah,
1: there was a really fancy car shop, and there were like there were Japanese restaurants everywhere. Everyone looked like a celebrity. As we as Michael was driving, I was looking at the window going, "Is anyone here famous? There must be someone famous here. <laughs> Who, is everyone is everyone in Coronation Street?"
0: Yeah, I don't know, but we, we didn't stop because our next stop, which was actually proper Coronation Street related, kind of was the Cheadle Hume. Asda. So, this is a few towns over, and this was what they used to use to film the fresco scenes.
1: Now, amazing! Isn't that amazing, everybody?
0: Look, we're, we're running out of places to go on our Coronation Street. We've done our best for you over the years, guys, but you know, we're, we're, there's not many left. Now, this, I, I, this to me, this is this is at a proper iconic place. So, Cheadle Hume, I found out a fact about Cheadle Hume um, yesterday. Gemma Paddy Beaver was in some Cheadle Hume Dramatic Society thing.
1: Is that how you they, say
0: it? That's it's how not I. Not
1: form. That's how I say it. I, I refuse to be in fact, dragged into discussions about how to <laughs> pronounce English place names.
0: So, um, at the moment, if ever they want to have ghost related scenes, we only ever see the car park, don't we? Yeah, And that's, that's the true. Coronation Street uh, studios car park at Media City. But back in the day, as fans of classic Coronation Street will know, they actually had, and it wasn't—it wasn't even a rare occurrence, was it?
1: I liked it. I liked it. Multiple scenes. Hear it
0: in what was originally Better Buys, then Furman's Freezers, and then Freshco. I went there, we both went there, under the um, understanding, or the the misunderstanding, that they only ever used one. But I've since learned that this was the location for the last couple of years of um, the supermarket shots, which was when Furman's became Freshco's. So anything that's ever been Freshco's that you've seen in a supermarket, this was filmed here. I mean, you've got... Most famously, the Fresco Siege in 2001, I'm going to say, 2000. So this is when you add Ken and Mike and Fred, Ashley, some of the other um, big names in Curry being um, held hostage by... The guy who
1: plays Dean. The
0: guy who currently plays Dean in Coronation Street, or, or did, did play.
1: Was it Dean? Is that his name? I've lost track. Probably not.
0: Damon. Damon, Damon, Damon Hay,
1: Listen, yeah, but back he looks then like no, back
0: then he played Dean Sykes. <laughs> That's not what we're my confusing. Fault.
1: It's not my fault. He's called Dean Damon. He
0: was called Dean, which was Linda's brother, Linda Sykes's right. brother, and he took all these people hostage along with somebody else. A really Put and really fantastic episode Mike in the freezer. It was like a it was a an hour. Yeah, they put them in a coat, and then they kind of work their differences. Like that I said, if you happens. watch that
1: scene and you are a fan of Peep Show, you watch that scene with Mike and Ken stuck in the cupboard in Fresh Goers during the siege and tell me that could not be a scene <laughs> with, uh, what is it, Mark and Jez yeah. of Peep Show because yeah. it totally could be.
0: That is also an episode of Coronation Street that's got one of their um, very... Um, Post 9pm swears in There's there's a bit of a rude word I think it's used twice isn't it A bit of a G-O-B and an he S-H-I says, Get out
1: of there you cheese monger <laughs>
0: um, So it's a really good episode So that was filmed there you, you can't tell. You you can't. If you if you watch we, those episodes, we are go, mm, proud to tell the... you
1: that we did extensive research and it, we can conclusively. It does look a bit different than a twenty years ago. Guaranteed that you, it doesn't you. look the same inside. No,
0: it was also this was um, where Anne Malone met her untimely end in the freezer. We, we didn't get there. to see the freezer. Ken got a job being a trolley pusher there. But I I still you know, I mean I was I was there thinking that it was the place where regend um, and in Curly worked where Toya did the antifreeze on the prawns. It wasn't, but it didn't stop us from finding the prawns, did it? And um posing for a little the photo prawns. there in, in memory of um of those poor anti frosted um Norwegian prawns. <laughs> um so it's the supermarket. What more can we say? You're probably wanting us to get on to the tell main you event here.
1: How thrilled I was to get somewhere cold. Thank
0: you, it's good to know.
1: I was hot all day long, I was miserable, what? I was moaning.
0: You you can't believe it, can you? It's true. Gemma I, moaning. I was
1: moaning. I was like, I'm not. Michael was saying, oh, I've got some other things we could go to. And I was like, no, I'm going to the hotel. Oh yeah, we
0: were going to go somewhere else, but we didn't. No, we did I go cannot. To the I was
1: ill. Went I to the felt hotel,
0: sick. the Ibis. It was about 20 minutes from home. The
1: Ibis. We chose round... to pay
0: 10 pounds for the extra air conditioning in the room, and thank bloody goodness we did.
1: I'd pay ten pound a day ongoing for air conditioning. <laughs> it was bliss. Um, as soon as I got in there, I was like, "How low can this thing go? Let me press minus until it beeps at me." <laughs> and also, can I just say the Ibis yes. in was it Charles Street yes. near um, Princess Street, Gallery? Yeah. One of the really nice, lovely... I don't know if we just got lucky with the room, but it was clean, it was nice, it, it was well laid out, it was nicely decorated. it did have
0: some unfortunate decoration on the ceiling that looked like there was a big damp patch, but I just don't know art, clearly. It was
1: nice and cold, I couldn't give... Mm. A toss. You mentioned about. there that it was near the
0: Lasagowery and both of us had a bit of a mind blown moment. Didn't Couldn't believe we? it. Because ten and a half years ago, on our very, very first ever trip to Manchester, for the Corrie Fest in January two thousand and thirteen, so this was a Coronation Street fan mini convention it was at this pub called the Lassa Gallery and we've never been back since it closed for a bit and I think it's opened under new management now I had no idea that it was open
1: I looked on the map for where we were going to be staying and I said it says it's around the corner from the Lassa Gallery but I thought it was closed so I clicked on it it's like Okay, it's actually, it's actually still open. And Lassa
0: Gary was a, quite a special pub because they had, I think they had like a big Ina Sharples in there. They they there was a bit of Coriness to it. Please and that's do why you go
1: back and listen to our episode uh, twenty well,
0: episode twenty four. I think we had the Corry Fest.
1: It also features the recently oh yeah John departed, Stevenson. John Stevenson he, who we saw um, speaking at this event, and we also got to see some people performing um scenes from uh coronation street including
0: kimberly hart simpson we who did. went on to, to play she notorious was... cardigan wearer Nikki.
1: yes she was playing um
0: she was playing bet lynch ben, yeah but anyway so it was really funny just walking past and going oh this is where we were the first time we came to manchester and we Who were really have, close honestly, to on many on our numerous trips there since. We've been really, really close in the vicinity, and I had no idea. I thought it was quite far out. We're but,
1: kind of like piecing together our, ma- our internal map of, uh, like, where, where our mental are map are of Manchester. Manchester. But, but can can I like when we originally went to this Corrie fest eleven and a half years ago? No, ten
0: and a, 10 and a, half, 10 and years and a half years ago.
1: ago. Could we ever have imagined that we'd come back?
0: I know all this
1: time later to be able to get put up in the hotel. Because when we went the first time, we literally had to stay at your parents' house in Coventry and we had to drive back. We couldn't even watch the whole thing because we had to drive back and then go back to Southampton. Mm. Um, thanks to our patrons and all the support that everybody who's listened has given us over, over the last 10 and a half years, we, we've come back <laughs> all this time later to, to be able it. to stay in a hotel that we didn't have to pay for. Mm. And we also got to go and meet um sue and we got to 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 hang out with all these people that we only met because of the podcast all these lovely people we're going to talk about in in a second and i just want to i feel so privileged and happy and it's really down to you guys who are listening when thank you very much
0: thanks when we bought the tickets a month (laughs) and a half or so ago we we texted um georgia taylor who plays um toya obviously that's right toya um and yeah the the um she. Um, she'd already we, wanted. She'd yeah, we said oh, we, we, we're thinking. We're thinking of coming for a day. Are you around? And she was like, "Yeah, brilliant. I've I've already got. I've already got <laughs> tickets for this. I want to go. So that was that was that was great. And so her and and Charlie Mello were going to go along together. So we thought, brilliant. We'll we'll meet up with you there. So. um Unfortunately, Charlie couldn't make it on the night because he was performing on stage with, with the likes of, um, oh my gosh, we've got Mark Gattis and, and Toby Hedoke, um in the of Mass experiment. But um, we oh, still went along it was anyway like, to meet Oh, Georgia I didn't at know that home. was
1: going to be a dilemma about which one I could go to. But we'd already bought tickets for this one and we couldn't let everybody down. We wanted to see Sue, so we went to, to see this and. Um, We uh, walked from our hotel to home, which is where the venue, we had some nice um, dinner. It was (laughs) still so hot. I was expecting it to be a bit cooler inside, but they don't have air conditioning um, in home.
0: No, no. Not like the Ibis. Oh, well. well. I'm
1: sorry, I'm just a five-star gal now.
0: (laughs) So when we got there, Georgia was already waiting for us. Well, wait, Waiting. Um, and so we went up and up to the, the top floor, and we had a nice dinner together. It's I, the top floor, the next floor up, and I had a fried chicken thing. I couldn't decide what to have. I was going to have that, or I was going to have a pizza. And Georgia told me I should have time. a fried chicken thing, and she told me I needed to have an extra, uh, an extra serving of gravy on the side. Nice. I'm glad that I took her recommendation. I next. wish I'd tried lovely. that. I was
1: too hot to enjoy anything. You had this, this massive
0: salad bowl, didn't you? You don't have a big appetite, and this was. This was a mighty bowl. I I
1: thought, okay, I'll just have something light because I'm really hot. I'm not really hungry. And I also have not had (laughs) or seen a vegetable for about a week. So I (laughs) thought I'd have a salad. And it came in a giant bowl, a Buddha bowl. And it was just too much. And I had Greek chicken. It was really delicious, but I could have done with about a quarter of how much they gave me.
0: Yeah. But anyway, um, it, it was all very lovely. And while we were sitting waiting there, we had our next... Coronation Street cast member spot and this, this is a big one for us. Oh yeah, it?
1: this is the one we've we've teased on social media because this is really exciting. We said it was a, it
0: was a current Corrie legend. It was Dr. Gaddass. Yes, Dr. Gaddass, Christine Mackey, was oh, when also she walked in. in the place that we were eating. Well, me, it was it me who saw her? I, I think so, yeah. Because
1: I was looking, I was, you know, I'm staring around and then suddenly this goddess walks across, across the floor and I can see beautiful hair <laughs> and an elegant face and and a gorgeous figure and a lovely stately glide as she walked across (laughs) and i said dr gaddis has come she's here
0: we we didn't get a chance to speak to dr gaddis she had great hair again and again again. it was a
1: different hairstyle this woman is a chameleon i tell you what she she i know that she works in corrie and i know that she does other acting jobs but i'm sure that her her main gig is posing for pictures you know those pictures where you go to a hairdresser and there's all these gorgeous pictures of hair and you're like i want to look like that (laughs) and then when they do it you just look like yourself with terrible hair yeah but she's the model for all the amazing haircuts
0: so she was sitting down next to someone else who had their back to us who was also a um a a woman with like this very stylish gray gray hair and
1: a really beautiful big uh uh, orange blouse very fashionable we couldn't tell again a was. really really great posture looked quite what's the word elegant
0: so we were kind of peering around to see who um who christine was was eating dinner with and and then georgia said who, who might i add could only see her from behind georgia said oh, that, is that that's not is that maureen litman it wasn't maureen litman we'll but you we were now. both
1: like is it? Is, I, don't and I, was like, I don't
0: think it is. I think we saw her face on the. I don't think it's more. But then
1: I kept doubting myself. Yeah. I was like, it so
0: looks. Throughout the whole of the meal, we're kind of having a peer <laughs> to see is this actually Maureen Littman that Christine Mackie was having having dinner was, and I was like, I recognize her, but, but but it wasn't. We find out later.
1: Yes, that's right. Michael Michael sees the side of her face and thinks I, I, think, I might oh, have recognized it's not, her.
0: Yeah, eventually we found out that it absolutely confirmed it was not Maureen in but we. we I said, I know who I recognise that her. face. Who is I that? I know I've seen her before. Spoiler alert: I We find out it later. Out. Find out later.
1: But because um, as we said, Charlie didn't come. Uh, there was a spare ticket, so um, Georgia had uh, asked he wanted to come, and Tanisha Gorey uh wanted to to uh, watch it, so she came and took the ticket. So we got to meet her, and also Jane Danson. Sorry, sorry, t- uh, Tanisha who plays Asha. Asha, and Jane Danson who plays. Um yeah.
0: Battersby
1: <laughs> And uh, they they tell us to hello to them. Yeah. And we also got to meet up with lovely Dom, who is from the yeah, archive. Dom Corey
0: from oh, the um from the Corey archive. So wonderful. We, we've kind just over the past couple of years, we've really we, we've met him quite a few times, haven't we? And we get on like a house on fire. He's so wonderful. I, I I was messaging him a, a month or so ago and saying we're going along yeah, to and this, and he he um is. A, a massive massive sue devaney fan
1: he knows so, everything there is to know about coronation Street. I know that he works in the archives, and you think he should have a very solid knowledge, but he seems to know it ev- everything he's mm-hmm. like the um the oracle of coronation street yeah so um we we had a chat with him then we had some drinks the the,
0: the ladies the corrie ladies kind of split away for a bit, didn't they We went to the bar with Dom, you ended up- sta- I don't know whether you realized you no, were I like right next to christine mackie in the bar you were, she was the next one along i literally and I thinking, did not see oh, her why didn't you tell me i thought i, I, I don't know i thought you know i didn't see the because I, at this
1: point i was very intimidated by yeah, the, the
0: mystery dinner guest with her was still hanging around as well and so um dom says i know, I know who it is I'll, I'll tell you in a minute so when we got away <laughs> he said yes, that's judy holt not who? You, you know the one that electrocuted herself in the with the toaster Leslie in the scene. Leslie Kershaw. Leslie, dirty, dirty cheese on toast. So this is this is a proper podcast legend, is not it? I mean, dirty, dirty cheese on toast has been become a little bit of a meme in Conversation Street over the years. So uh, if you if you remember the scene, Leslie Kershaw, um, who had I don't think she even says dirty cheese on
1: toast. I don't dirty even dirty think she did. She, she
0: developed um, early in set it's like Alzheimer's, say it again she?
1: Sam never happened and, and she was making
0: cheese on toast and she put the toaster in the sink and she zapped herself this is going back 11 years I think um but she was also, I mean, we've seen her in other things beforehand as well. She's but great. She was brilliant. Like, I really want to go and speak to this lady and say, do you know your dirty, dirty cheese on toast? No. But we didn't. We didn't. Um, so so we, we were there chatting. A couple of other Coronation Street people arrived. Um, Jane Hazelgrove turned up, who plays Bernie. Um, Lisa George, who plays um, Beth. Um, and I think I think that was it in terms of Cory folks, wasn't it? There's
1: quite a lot of people we, in uh, in the audience who were from Cory to support. Yeah, see, which was really nice. There yeah, we, we
0: we said we said some polite hellos to to Jane and Lisa, but we'd never met before, and and you know we said let's see we are and everything, and off they well, went.
1: Well, Jane uh, Jane has seen seen us before. Has she? Yeah, because she she walked through the um, atrium when we were. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot the same about time we that. met. Um, William Roach. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay.
1: So uh, maybe she's thinking, who are these people? Well,
0: I don't know. I don't know. We, we didn't we didn't really talk to them. We ended up sitting in the in the auditorium. Is that the right? We sat word?
1: in a completely mm-hmm. different place to everybody. No, because. no. Lisa
0: George was right near us. When we eventually got inside, we were kind of ushered one way, and everyone else was ushered the other way. I don't think it was like slebs and plebs or anything. It just kind of turned out a little bit messy. But me, you, and Dom, and Lisa George, and the person that she came in with. Uh, they, they we sat on like the left side and everyone else was on the right side um we, we met up again afterwards um it was
1: so now we can talk about
0: the actual main event of this which is <laughs> didn't you used to be somebody so there was there was like, it was like a school assembly in a way wasn't it, it was just like chairs lining up around a, bit... a stage area yeah. um with um what was in that there's was, there's like mannequins with post-it notes stuck all over them it's all very arty like with with uh like, oh, you're so fat or whatever written on them. And
1: the whole concept was a story about a woman who had struggled with food addiction, who you follow her life story and discover sort of the triggers that led her to where she ended up and her pursuit of fame. She, um, she... She's called Jessie Jackson, Jackson, and um, she was bullied at school. She joined Weight Watchers, um, and she moved to London. She lived with her aunt, and she sort of had this pursuit of fame. She really wanted to, to be somebody, and um, she a- auditioned at one point to get into Steps, and she ended up on a reality television show. Oh, no. I don't want to do too much of a... um. Of a spoiler of the of the plot,
0: just in case that they, I mean, they're, they're, as we said at the beginning, they're they're developing it, developing it, it to... and,
1: yeah, and they and so they performed this piece and it was incredibly powerful. There was a very um, intense ending scene which I won't go into um, but it was very touching and moving and um, raw mm. and emotional and when they'd finished there was a section for a Q&A and uh, lots of people who were in the audience very o- opened up and were quite receptive and um, responsive and gave their own backstories and, and life experiences and told Sue and the, the group who had put this this on how they felt that it reflected their own struggle and um, it was very. It was uh, almost all women who who responded. I don't think a man spoke yeah, no, 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 up. I think, I think it, it was, was mostly women who watched it too, because obviously, um, although men can struggle too, weight and food can be quite a big issue for women. And um, so the fact that this story was about food addiction and somebody struggling with their weight and Weight Watchers and things, um, lots of women uh, responded and. Like I said, it was incredibly touching and um, quite quite moving to hear people's stories. It really was, it wasn't I don't want it to talk necessarily about what to I expected
0: because, because know, it was the play and then a and a and I didn't know it was, whether it was going to be Q&A about the whole addiction side of things or whether it would be about, you know, how do you get into acting, that kind of... But it, it was very much all... It
1: very much felt like a, a recovery meeting with people who had, mm. you know, wanted to share very vulnerable private things. And well, there was
0: one person that ended up bursting into tears, and Sue jumped yeah. off the stage and gave them a hug. Sue
1: was wonderful, and um, the whole thing, like I said, it was incredibly private and very intense. And I don't really want to sort of reveal anything specific about what people had said there because it felt like it was bordering on some kind of um, re- recovery meeting. Yeah. So, so J- Jason, I was on stage too, and he was also talking, and. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was very intense and um, and like I said, Sue was just uh, wonderful. And yeah, I wanted to
0: talk a bit about more about the show itself without going in too much into to plot details.
1: Oh, hang I, on, Mark Prest was also the yes. the third person on the stage. Yeah, from who was, of Recovery, was talking and taking notes and speaking about why this was important and uh, fielding questions and things. Mm. So. so
0: when when the show started I was kind of taken aback a little bit I didn't know what to expect but, but Sue comes walking out from the, from the from the side and she's wearing this massive big blonde wig a giant yeah. kind of quality street sort of tin outfit and she's going like hello hello I'm Jesse Jessie Jackson hello and she's like talking to individual audience members and you know I, I'm not necessarily a fan of being on the receiving end of audience participation but she didn't, she didn't speak to us and she was going around handing out um Quality Streets to people, and she she it sounded like very very babyish and very very young children's TV presenterish, and and it turns out that was a stage in the character of Jesse Jackson's career progression. Um But I was I was at the beginning thinking, wow, this this character is really annoying. I I I don't know whether I can cope with an hour of this. We knew it would be an hour, but as the the story progresses and we then, it kind of flashes right back to her birth. It's biographical, biographical, isn't it? It starts off with almost where she ended up and then we see how did she get there and and over the course of the hour... really really feel for this character and and I absolutely loved her she she was you know so vulnerable but also really funny i I think that they managed to get that balance right between the over the top Devaney campy comedy and the serious message of the Egyptian addiction so so well, and that there was a scene right towards the very end which was so so gut wrenchingly harrowingly traumatic um where we kind of I, I, I don't want to spoil it too much, but she she didn't end up looking in the same way as she did. Well, <laughs> Bright you know, and colourful right until the very this, end, shall we say. This
1: was a, um, a showcase of Devaney's talents. She went from so cabaret, good. singing, um, dancing, energetic, to very intensely personal and vulnerable and honest and raw. And um, it was an intense watch for sure.
0: Really, really was. I... They, I, I didn't want it. I didn't want it to end when it did, and it, it, I, I, my my mind was changed so much during it. Like I started off thinking, "Crikey, what on earth is this?" So by the time it ended, I was like, "Oh no, I I want to know more. I want to find out more about about Jesse." And and over the course of the Q and A, we hear about the fact that it could have been longer, and there were well, scenes it that were cut of, out, and
1: they'd obviously workshopped the, the entire life story of this character hmm, of far in far more depth than we actually get to see in this one hour. Vignette of, of her of her life, and
0: um, I, I I
1: really want to know where uh, they're going to take this. I think it's fascinating. As,
0: as somebody who went there, really quite enjoying Debbie Webster as a character, and just hoping that we would get some of that brilliance and campiness in Sue's performance here, I was absolutely Sue not Devaney that disappointed. is just she an was incredibly fan. powerful, Fantastic. energetic,
1: charismatic actress, and. I just think I can't say enough.
0: Such brilliant range, like you said. Yeah. And, and um, about
1: how wonderful she is. At,
0: at, the, well, at the very end of the the Q and A, um, Jane Hazelgrove, I think she was the last person with a hand up, and just like you know what Sue, I think you're f- f- fantastic, didn't she? She she was just a, and then there was just a you know, massive outpouring of of love and respect for for this actress who I, I don't know how they do it, standing on a stage for an hour where you're the only. Well, she'd performer. already
1: done a technical run through and the. Um the dress rehearsal, and then she performed this,
0: yeah, well, there, um, there was a part where um Jason does a voiceover, doesn't he, because when yeah. she's on the reality t v program there's a there's a big brother kind of character, and he's there because we were it's we really were we were in the back row and he was just behind us, speaking into <laughs> yeah. the microphone, and this kind of voice of God was booming into the auditorium, and um,
1: it's a really interesting really, a story, really and good. it touches and, on lots of different themes i i the one thing I hope they don't do is kind of. Uh, muddy the waters with too many themes that aren't just about addiction because the whole reality tv show the way that they um portrayed it it showed how that kind of preys on a vulnerable person and takes advantage of their weakness and um sort of exploits that for television but um it definitely feels like there there would be a temptation to sort of turn it into something that's more of a commentary about the pursuit of fame because that was also a really big theme wasn't it? Mm. But it wasn't about that. No. And so I, I found it, found it, they they did a, a good balancing act, I thought. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. So mm. so well, uh, we,
0: we weren't uh, the yeah. only ones as well, because there were some people in the street outside who were watching <laughs> through the window. It was
1: like being in an aquarium. It, really, it felt like a big old whale. <laughs>
0: yeah, there, there were people walking along and, and there were, some of them were stopping to have a look for a, for a minute or two. Some of them just stopped, saw what was going on and went and moved on. There was one part where the audience were all round of applause at, at something that was going on on stage. And then these people out on the street started clapping too and they hadn't even got any idea what they were clapping. But I was, i was. Um, well, I think it was Dom that said he was really worried at one point that people would start oh, rapping yeah. on the windows.
1: Well, she was magnetic. Sue was magnetic. You don't even have to hear what she's saying to sort of be entranced by her. She's bewitching. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, the whole thing in the auditorium was an hour and a half or so, I think. Um, and then we kind of... Started moving back to the bar. Um, Jane Danson had gone at that point. Um, Lisa George seemed to head off quite quickly, but I think everyone else stuck around a bit. Oh, T- Tanisha needed to get off quite quickly, didn't she? Um,
1: Tanisha had to go to uh, uh, get an Uber, so um, Georgia and I had to accompany her to make sure. Well. Um, Georgia said I'll go with you and I was like well I've got to go with you because then you'll come back by yourself so we all have to go in a big chain <laughs> all the girls went off like, to
0: help Tanisha get it was her like Uber.
1: when you go up a mountain you'll have to go in like a big row and attach yourself by ropes otherwise <laughs> somebody might get eaten by the yeah. By, by Bigfoot. So I, I but luckily just, that didn't happen. I,
0: I stayed back at the bar with Dom and we we talked man man stuff.
1: What did you what did you talk about? I don't
0: know, Corrie probably. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Really
1: manly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Or then eventually you went away for too long, ten minutes or so. You came back. We had a final drink. Me, you, Dom, and, and Georgia. And. Um, then um, I think Jane Hazelgrove was was milling around a little bit, but then we were waiting to see if Sue would come back. We wanted to congratulate her on it and um, on the, on the performance. And eventually she came out, and I I thought, did you see that she gave us little box of quality streets from the play yeah, to some did. people who were waiting yeah. there in the bar? That was lovely. And uh, we kind of we queued and, and we took our turns. Just with you know it was it was it was Jane, it was Georgia, it was, and some of the other. People who knew Sue wanted to say well done, and then we were introduced. I mean, I'd already spoken to Sue on the podcast um, a couple of years ago, and she said, Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. And uh, we said, oh, We've come all the way from Southampton to she see you. She was really
1: okay. happy and glowing, wasn't she? She
0: really, I, I mean, no, not a surprise. I mean, this is, you know, she put her heart and soul into this, and happy. it went down so well with the crowds. No wonder she was you know, probably walking on air. Um, so we we talked for a little bit, and uh, I said, to you all get a picture of us?" Yeah. So so me and Sue got a photo together. Sue
1: was thrilled with that.
0: Sure, she was. She was like, and I am surprised she's not asked for a copy. To I be finally honest. got what I
1: wanted out of this. I don't <laughs> Both, need to do this Michael. anymore. Now I've got my photo with Michael.
0: Yeah, um, and then kind of yeah, people dispersed. There was still I, I can't remember whether Christine Mackey was there at the time, but but Judy Holt was still there, and I was like, oh I didn't I really want oh, At this point, you want to say that you were great as Leslie Kershaw on Cory. I was Corey. Just
1: super overwhelmed with everything because I'm not very. You're not I, very
0: good at being. I've got around a lot of anxiety <laughs> about tele.
1: about. No, no, it's not just people off the day.
0: Generally, it's just
1: in general because I'm an idiot. I don't
0: mind. Mo- I don't mind people off the her. It's not because they're off the telly. People, normal. Um, I know you've got normal. this weird
1: thing.
0: If it's people from Corrie, it's <laughs> oh, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll schmooze. <laughs> but just general people, like colleagues and friends and everything, it just gives me massive anxiety. C- can but- I
1: tell? Can I tell the story about the gift bag, or do you think we should not say it? Say.
0: You can if you want. Okay,
1: because I don't think Charlie's going to hear this, but if he is, if he is listening, you, you know who you are. Stop him from listening to this bit. <laughs> so I was taking photos, and I had we had brought Charlie, Charlie D'Amelio, who played Imran, his his birthday gift in a bag to give to Georgia to give to him later um and then <laughs> i was kind of moving it from hand to hand and sue as i was taking a photo she kind of saw it and she thought it she thought i was kind of like presenting her with a gift it was really awkward because i was like i oh, didn't sorry. notice this at all i was like all. oh no it's uh, this is this is for charlie sorry 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 and then i was like <laughs> saying to you imagine if she got home and she opened this gift bag because inside it this don't, is why you don't shouldn't say let, what
0: don't say what it is no Just... this is
1: why you shouldn't let charlie listen okay inside of it <laughs> It's a totally inappropriate gift to give to somebody who's <laughs> just done a story about like a performance about food addiction. There was a, a recipe book and a meat <laughs> thermometer. Can you imagine? <laughs> if you, I love it, you, if you got home it's and you things. know you've been she already got showered with roses, didn't she, Sue, when she performed this. Oh yeah, I forgot that. And then People when she gets home she's like, "Oh, her. what else what else did my fans gift me?" Yeah. A meat thermometer. What want? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Sue, if you do want to meet thermometer, we'll send you one. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll it's fine. Hit
0: you up with one. I'm, I don't
1: think more. you do, but if you do, mm-hmm. let me know.
0: Well, Jane Hazelgrove ended up heading off. I think she kind of came up and said, "Oh, nice to meet you," and that was about it. Judy Holt still didn't speak to, and you know, maybe I'll, I'll end up miss, regretting miss this. I, was, I, I missed my chance to, to see the dirty, dirty cheese on toast. Woman. No, uh, what?
1: You can't call her that. That's what we call her on the podcast. But anyway, one day, I feel like one day we will get to to talk to Christine McHugh plays um, Dr Gaddis. I was just thrilled to be in the presence of such greatness. is it one of those things where you never meet your idols? Yeah. Because how can she live up to Dr Gaddis? I don't know. (laughs) But I tell you what, her hair and her style did.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. I I
1: imagine that they don't have to do anything. When she turns up at the studio, they just say, wonderful, go straight in. (laughs)
0: Um, so then we went back to the hotel. Woke up the next day. Went back to
1: the hotel. Laid home.
0: about
1: enjoying the beautiful, cool
0: air-conditioned ambience. Oh, it was
1: wonderful. And then we got up. We went to a, a Korean supermarket around the corner, and it was like going into the gates of hell because it was so hot in there. I was traumat I was, <laughs> I was traumatized, wasn't I? I kept yeah. talking to you about how hot it was. Yeah. And I was I was a bit bummed out because I really wanted to look around there, but I couldn't stay in there very long. Then we went. We had lunch. Yeah, we, we, we went to Yum If you if you're in Manchester and you've not been to to it's that really place, nice. it's a really nice um, uh, dim sum and uh, Asian food place. Really highly recommended by Michael and I. It's by Canal Street. Yes. Very very. Yeah, we walked down
0: Canal social. Street, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we yeah. Wa- Oh, we saw a cat a wearing cat. a harness. Oh yeah, someone was taking the cat
0: for a walk. That was that was nice.
1: Manchester, eh? Um,
0: But I I wanted to go to one of the Coronation Street stop off points. It turned into two in the end that were actually on our route back. First one, they they were literally, you know, a thirty second walk from each other, weren't they? Yeah. So the first one we got to was the place where Alison Webster had her final scenes, by which we mean she walked in front of a lorry and got splattered back in when was that? late nineties, early two thousands. And as you all know,
1: we love things like that.
0: So, oh, it was 2000, wasn't it? Because it was after um, Bethany was born. Alison yeah. lost a child to um, strep B infection, I think, and um, kind of had a bit of a breakdown, stole Bethany, went outside this place, which is now the Betty and Butch dog store in Cholton. Um, it's
1: right opposite a big um, graveyard. Yeah, so.
0: and and so we, we there wasn't anything to see, but, you know... Alison Webster had stood there, and Kevin Webster had stood there, so we also stood there. And then just down the road from that, you got Collins, the florist, and this is the place that they used to use for Maggie's flowers, uh, Maggie Redmond's flowers, in in the early nineties. This is where Tracy Barlow learned to be a florist, isn't it? When she back when she was played by Dawn Acton, um, this is where uh, they had those scenes. Um, and even to this day, Coronation Street use collins the florist to get their floral arrangements so I, I i think that was a pretty decent coronation street link there we walked there we'd taken a few pictures well screenshots of, of maggie's florist scenes beforehand so we go oh yeah we can't kind of recognize it we bought what did we buy we bought a little wreath for your mum i
1: bought a, a wreath pu- and a, a felt um, pumpkin on a stick for you for my dad and yeah a halloween decor in item
0: and we talked to um that there were two people working there and it seemed like they'd been there for a long time so um we said (laughs) is it is it right that coronation street get the flowers there and somebody came out of the book and said oh yes they do that's right they they, they didn't they didn't they weren't
1: incredibly forthcoming because i think that they they told us um that they uh for you know they they do a lot of stuff where they're not allowed to talk about it and i think that they quite rightly thought to themselves i'm not going to um to give too much away here because yeah we might uh, yeah because we, we, you were
0: asking all well, like what what's your favourite arrangement that you've done and they 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 said, oh I don't really know we've we've done lots of funerals and weddings and christenings and things but then we and we said oh. did Didn't they used to film here as well, you know, 30 years ago? And that's when they showed us a shelf up by the till that had a picture of um, Dawn Acton who played Tracy back in the day and I can't remember what her name was, the actress who played Maggie Redmond, still posing there. So this was like this 30-year-old, fairly dog-eared, tatty photo, wasn't it? Uh, yeah but it was great it was wonderful a little little bit of coronation street memorabilia that we took a picture of and we we put that on our socials as well
1: they told us that they um they do like you said the the funeral and wedding flowers but they also do flowers for the interior of the set sometimes yeah which can be challenging because if a different directors are working on the same same sort of episode or, you know, this continuity where you have to maintain the look of something. That can be quite hard. And uh, I think um, the trigger was when I asked them about, do you ever have any kind of spoilers that you know about that you have to keep quiet? And they were like, yeah, yeah, we're not allowed to say, we're not allowed to say. Yeah, well um, we, done, they film it? it three three months in advance and we, we do all the stuff and we can't talk about it. So I, I'm... I'm wondering if there might be some funerals coming up.
0: Oh, my goodness. That they
1: have... Uh, Recently. they like, don't tell the press about the funerals. <laughs> so, um, good for them. Well done. Um, Colin's the florist. Uh, like... But- I really liked that they had some really cool stuff in their shop. Actually, mm. yeah, it
0: was nice. Uh, all of these places that we've spoken about today for Cory filming locations are on our Coronation Street map. So if you go onto our blog, you can find um, the map that we put together, the Google map, a few weeks ago. So if you want to visit them yourself, you can. Don't think I've got Emma's Cafe on there yet. Yeah, I might add that one, but everything else is there. Should you, um, you know, should this tickle your fancy and go? Yes, I really must visit a supermarket because I love it because uh, I just want to bask in the I glory of all things coronation street
1: do do not terrorize prawns
0: no exactly and that's it so it was a lovely weekend wasn't it you know it leaving school after school on friday we got back late on sunday so it was a real packed weekend but it was just really nice to go away with <laughs> you and, and get to see some people see this magnificent show yeah get to me- i
1: never met um, have i met i saw sue once i don't think i did I say hello to her? It was I at did... Millie's leaving do. Oh yeah,
0: we we did. We we I saw, think I did uh, say uh, Millie hello Millie Gibson's to leaving do last year. We said hello. Uh, I think I think maybe Shelly King might have introduced us yeah, to Shelley her. King. It was a, it was a quick one, Shelley. so we we got a bit more time with her. Um,
1: um this, on this our this way occasion. back when we were driving back home and you know this is a 4-hour journey that takes about 5 hours because you have to stop um to swap drivers at the very least and um I I did look quickly to see how much it would cost to take a helicopter more directly? Because <laughs> I feel like that would save a lot of time. But, uh, but money. We do need more patrons for that. So if you are listening, you're not a patron member. <laughs> consider you signing do,
0: up. And then we might just helicopter up to Manchester. Do you know at what?
1: I told you this though, Michael. Yeah. I reckon it would actually be cheaper in this in this stupid country that we live in. God bless it. But my God, I think it would be cheaper for us to take a a plane to Manchester and then a um, a coach back then it would be to go on a train.
0: Yeah, probably. Cause the train the it's trains all, well, in this country is so expensive,
1: up. but the um we can get a flight from Southampton Airport, which is not that far away from here, um, to to Manchester, but the hilarious thing is it goes through Ireland.
0: Yeah, it goes via Dublin It or goes or, it, or it or goes it either through Ireland or, right around, or
1: Northern Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. so it maybe we'll like we said before coronation street needs to do some filming in Ireland so we can uh, have an excuse have a little there. holiday there yeah. as well.
0: Right. I think we will end it there. Um, I hope you enjoyed that everybody. I, I know, you know, there, there was, you know, low key Corrie things that we saw around the main event of Sue's show. We didn't want to give away too many spoilers of it. Cause you know, maybe this will, you know, c- come out and you'll be able to see it yourselves, um, one day. Um, it, it, but if you get the chance, it, it really is worth it. I, I kind of went there thinking, oh, you know, it's Sue Devaney in a show, that that should be fun, that's a good excuse to go, Loved but it. came out She's thinking, great. wow, I, she, I was absolutely blown away by it, it was magnificent. She was
1: incredibly sincere, and it meant a lot to her too, to do this yeah. show, so. Yeah, it's good stuff. So maybe one day we can do, um, like a, like because a, we've got our map of all of the locations, how many have we got now?
0: We're all coming up to 50 now, I think. So
1: maybe one day we can rate them the locations on the map in order of how important it would be to go to them. Obviously Coronation Street, the set would be the, the highest one, but yeah. that would be quite a fun thing to do to yeah, to yeah, rank.
0: <laughs> places to go. Oh yeah. we were saying on the way back we wanted to do like a um how many places can we visit in one day. That would be quite a challenge. Anyway, we need to go. You need to stop listening. We need to have our tea. So thank you everybody, hope you enjoyed that and um thank you Gemma for having a lovely weekend with me. So Jemma's just texting her mum at the moment, so on her behalf, I'm going to say goodbye. And goodbye for me.
1: the importance of being earnest to, to my very, mum, very who's important. watching a match between Scotland and England.
0: Right, goodbye everybody. The music. Bye with, bye. <laughs> the music for this episode came from PodcastThemes.com.